Now, InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. How many families are under a financial squeeze these days? Well, the results of new research may surprise you. We're joined by one of the authors of the study, Assistant Professor of Economics at Princeton University, Greg Kaplan. Tell us about this study. What is the headline? How many people are really feeling the squeeze out there right now? What we did in this study was try to get a measure of how many households in the U.S. are living in a way that we would call, say, paycheck-to-paycheck, hand-to-mouth households. By that, we were trying to measure how many households, basically at the end of a pay period, didn't have much liquid assets left over. They were using all of their income to meet current spending needs and not saving very much. And what we found is that, surprisingly, there's perhaps substantially more households that fit this characterization than might have previously been thought. Up to a third of U.S. households actually might be described in this way. That's about 38 million households. Wow. How has this changed? Do you have any information on how this number has changed from previous studies? The big difference here is not so much on how this number has changed over time. In fact, we find that this fraction has actually been relatively constant since the late 1980s. What we discovered is that there's a group of households who previously weren't considered to be living paycheck to paycheck because they have substantial illiquid assets. So these would be households who, while they're maybe not able to save much beyond what they spend in a given pay period, they do have some assets that are tied up in illiquid forms and things like housing or in retirement accounts. So by uh, traditional measures, these are not poor households because they do have assets. They just don't have those assets readily available. So they wouldn't be considered poor. I assume also they wouldn't be eligible for any kind of assistance that the poor would typically get. That depends on the sort of programs. Different programs use different types of means testing. Some are based on income, some are based on liquid assets, some are based on total wealth. But I think what was surprising is that this group of households, actually if you look at where their incomes lie in the income distribution, they're actually households who are creeping up towards the middle of the income distribution. There are a lot of these households with middle class levels of income, whereas the typical view that households of basically hand-to-mouth households has been that these are households with very, very low levels of income right at the bottom of the income distribution. That's not true of these households. They're a little bit further up. We're talking on InfoTrack with Greg Kaplan, who is Assistant Professor of Economics at Princeton University, talking about a research study into how many Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Does this study tell you that a lot of families are close to financial disaster? In other words, if there's some disruption in their employment, in their source of income, they're really in trouble, aren't they? Well, that's the interesting thing about this group of households. These are households who have very little wealth readily available in liquid forms, like cash or checking accounts. They're households, like you said, who live paycheck to paycheck. But these are households who do have other assets. They have their house. They have retirement accounts. And what that means is that if they're in the unfortunate situation that they get some adverse event in the labor market, so they lose their job or something, and that doesn't resolve quickly, then, of course, there's always the option of tapping into those illiquid assets, borrowing out of the retirement accounts, selling a house or taking equity out of the house. So in that sense, these households are not as financially fragile as the typical hand-to-mouth households who really have no wealth at all, but they do have this option available to them, even though that option may be quite costly, at least it's there. Greg, how does this study and the results, how does this compare with other nations? Do you have any information on that? Well, we looked at the U.S. and we looked at seven other countries. We looked at 
Canada, the United Kingdom and Australia, and we also looked at the four largest European countries, France, Germany, Spain and Italy. And we found that this phenomenon is actually quite pervasive across these countries. In all of the countries, we found that there were more of what we call wealthy hand-to-mouth households, but the hand-to-mouth households who do have a house or illiquid assets. Then there are the poor hand-to-mouth households, households with no assets at all. That being said, there is some discrepancy across countries in the total number of hand-to-mouth households. The US is at the top end of that, up there with the UK and Canada, whereas countries like Australia and Italy and Spain have a fewer number of households that essentially are living paycheck to paycheck. Do you have a sense that if these families perhaps became a little more frugal or careful in their spending, that they might be able to have a little cash left over? In other words, are they spending their money on some luxury goods and that's why they're running out of money? That's difficult to say, but one thing I should mention is that it's not necessarily a bad thing that these households find themselves in this situation. In fact, remember, these are households who are not, they don't have no wealth at all. They have wealth that's kept in their house and kept in other illiquid forms. And in fact, it may be that that's actually the optimal thing for them to do because the housing and retirement accounts actually earn a much, much better rate of return than keeping your money in just cash or in checking accounts. So in fact, it may be because of their frugal nature, because they understand that it's better to keep their wealth in these illiquid high return forms that they find themselves in a position whereby, at least in the short term, they're less able to cope with spending shocks that they're hit with. Did your study uh, look into the typical age groups that are most affected by this situation? We did, and it's particularly interesting. So if I I get you to think a little bit about the other group of hand-to-mouth households, those with no wealth at all, that's a group that's been well studied by economists, and we understand what their age age profile looks like. These are predominantly very young households. And in fact, the probability or the chance that somebody's so-called poor hand-to-mouth household does decline very sharply with age. But when we look at the group of households that we've uncovered, the wealthy hand-to-mouth households, the ones with illiquid assets, actually see something quite different. These are not predominantly young households. These households have an age profile that actually is kind of hump-shaped over the life cycle. In the 40s and 50s is when households are most likely to find themselves in this wealthy hand-to-mouth category. What inspired you to do this study, and were you surprised by the results? Yeah, we were a little surprised by the results. What led us to think about this? Well, we were interested in a particular type of government policy, actually, something called a fiscal stimulus payment. A fiscal stimulus payment is a particular form of government intervention that's very commonly used during recessions. So this is something that was used in the 2008 recession and the 2001 recession, and basically just involves the government writing a bunch of checks and sending them out to households. Part of the goal is just to alleviate some of the economic hardship that households might be facing during recessions. But another big part of the intention is to try and get those households to spend those checks. The hope is that that spending will kickstart the economy into action. So we were interested in trying to identify what are the characteristics of households who are most likely to respond very strongly to this type of fiscal intervention, this type of government policy where we pay them a check. And what we found is that this group of households whose assets are all tied up in illiquid forms, they're in fact very likely to spend these fiscal stimulus payments exactly because they're living paycheck to paycheck. So we were interested in trying to understand how we could better use that information to think about how one might target those class of policies. Greg Kaplan, Assistant Professor of Economics at Princeton University on this study that shows that 38 million Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Professor Kaplan, thanks so much for joining us on InfoTrack. Great talking to you. Thank you. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.